A note. Following advice from work-life imbalance may lead to action being taken by HR, your family, the authorities, or higher powers. Welcome to a very special episode of Work-Life Imbalance. Today, we'll be tackling a tricky announcement and diving into a topic near and dear to our hearts, but which doesn't directly involve the workplace. I'm your Ramblin' Ronin co-host, Frank Eastman. And I'm your lovable office companion, Derek Lewis. Just so we don't bury the lead, this episode is announcing a hiatus for Work-Life Imbalance. I didn't want to leave things up in the air or to the imagination as people went through the episode, so I wanted to start off by speaking plainly. As plainly as we can. As plainly as we can. Yeah. <laughs> it's still us. So It's still us. Yeah. No, we're 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 going to fuck it all up now, but but at least we're right. we're ready. Yeah. <laughs> I I think this comes as no surprise to to some just because you know we we kind of um you know a few months ago we enacted the Change to our release schedule. Yeah, change the release schedule. So, um, honestly, what, what, fuck, I'm, God, I want to say like four things at once. Jesus. That's fine. Um, yeah. And essentially, it's just been a, a really crazy year for, you know, for, from my perspective. And, um, between work and a lot of other things taking up a lot of mental space, it's, um, it's just been, you know, a really draining year and, um, it, you know, it kind of felt like, you know, some things were getting pushed to the side and, and, you know, the podcast was, was definitely one of them. It was, you know, not necessarily suffering. Cause I, I try it, you know, I know that you and I both showed up as best we could, as best as we are able. Right. Uh, and, and in the best of times to, to be funny in here. Um, but you know, it's, it's getting a little bit harder and harder to, to find the the mental mental resilience, I suppose, to to be to be funny for an hour, um, or a half hour, or or a half hour, yes, <laughs> or to um, be funny at all, and and that's understandable. <laughs> like, I mean, we've we've had a couple of of weird episodes where we've, you know, tried other formats or or had people sort of step in at the last second. And at the end of the day, I think, you know, we sort of stepped back and said, all right, are we limping this along? And should we just make a decision? Right. Yeah. And, and from my perspective, you know, or, or, or a lot of the reasons that, you know, some of our like, Maybe some of our episodes were a little bit rushed because, like, I would, you know, delay recording and stuff like that because, you know, I'd honestly get to the end of a day and, you know, we'd be recording that evening and I'd be like, hey, Frank, can we can we push off recording to the next day and then, you know, push it off to the next day and the next day. And um, when it was a one-week schedule, you know, it ran out of time quickly. Um, on, even on the two-week schedule, I've, I've pushed it several times to be, you know, we're... <laughs> There was just enough time to, to get you know stuff recorded, um, and it wasn't it wasn't out of a, a desire to procrastinate. It just you know like I said, um, the the mental energy to 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 kind of turn it on and and not necessarily you know 
put on an act or anything. That's certainly not what it is. It's just, um, you know, it, we've talked about it before in the podcast where I'm, I'm, I'm very introverted and, you know, my, my social batteries have a, you know, a very, um, a very set limit. And when they're, when they're empty, they're empty. And I've been kind of barring against the bank for, you know, the last few months. And, um, I, I think that it's not necessarily fair to, to keep, you know, trying to, to make it, uh, you know, not fair to, to Frank, because I'm, <laughs> I'm royally fucking up all of his schedules all the time, uh, by, by pushing back the recording, but, um, it's not, not fair to, to not give it, you know, a hundred percent. And I mean, at the end of the day, doing a podcast is, it's a performance and it, it's not to say that it's not real, like this is us, but to to do this thing is to perform to some extent. Right. And you have to have a certain mindset almost. Like it there it takes a, a type of energy. It takes an emotional energy. It is a form of labor. And if we don't have those reserves available to us, we can't necessarily tap into them. Especially something that's as ephemeral as comedy. Um, <laughs> which you know i i've never I, i've never considered myself fantastic at being like intentionally funny um and you know just your your particular you know comedy stylings uh made it very easy to kind of riff off you and um not necessarily make fun of you but make fun with you um or yeah. or, or in, in more i guess is more common be made fun of by you which that too that's, <laughs> I just wanted to, I wanted to open up with something so that people didn't, you know, if we got distracted or began rambling or went down a couple of conceptual rabbit holes, that people wouldn't get to the end of the episode going, did, are they stopping the show or right. are they just, what's going on? So yeah. I wanted to say that. Let's have a mental breakdown for, for no apparent reason. Uh, that makes sense. Frank's just having a stroke on air. That's <laughs> not funny. Yeah. Um, no, but, uh, you know, one of the things that's kind of been going on, you know, behind the scenes for me is that, you know, I've, um, I, I think we've kind of mentioned it a, a, maybe a time or two um, dur during the show, but, you know, I'm, I'm not very private about it, but, you know, I, I go to, to therapy and, you know, working through some, um, kind of some emotional issues and some, some baggage from, uh, from my childhood that never really got resolved. Cause I, I spent the majority of my young life and, you know, young adult life, uh, just kind of, you know, escaping into video games. So I, I never really had, uh, much, much time for like self introspection and, um, and, and personal growth, uh, that was all tamped down by, by escapism and, you know, video games weren't, the problem they were you know a symptom that i was just running away from you know having to deal with you know my uh whatever was going on inside um and for the past you know three four years i've been um i've been you know doing the therapy thing which i uh i encourage everybody to i, I know that i'm not the only person that's saying this like this is not a new message but um if you hear it from nobody else you know hear it from us that um even if there's nothing that even if there's nothing acute going on with you, like if if you just you know feel like you want to talk to somebody, like therapy is is great. Like 
therapy is is fantastic. Um, you know, j- if nothing else, just to hear yourself um, verbalize the things that you think, but don't ever really like focus on. Yeah, in my uh, time, I you know just being honest, doing sharing. I've had two therapists. The first therapist um, told me that I was fine. Uh, after after we'd been working together for a year or so, which is to say, I was able to fool that person. My second therapist was unfortunately for all of us able to see through my bullshit fairly right. easily. Right. And I'd come in and he'd say something pointed and ask a question and I'd be like, you know what? Fuck you. And then I wouldn't come back for six months. Right. <laughs> uh, that's how you. That's how you knew he was right, though, because it 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 cut deep. Yeah, he asked a lot of hard questions. I don't like hard questions. I like yeah. questions that I can answer. Those so those slow softballs across the plate. And you know, and from from my perspective, you know, I think this. You know, I've, I'm on. I, I'm working through a, a few therapists now. Um, you know, one after the other, because uh, I had I had a really great therapist that was uh, very empathetic and it was exactly what I needed. Um, and something strange happened, and uh, her her personal life exploded, and she ghosted me, um, which was um, if you've never had that happen <laughs> from a uh, mental health professional, uh, that was that was strange, and that that honestly happened about the time that. Uh, we went on the new schedule because I, it, it was a blow. Like it, it definitely affected me very negatively because I was, um, you know, sometimes with therapy, uh, you get into, um, this mode where you're, you're opening up a lot of old wounds and you know, the, the intent is to open them and then, you know, actually heal them and, you know, discuss that with your therapist and, and work through all that. Um, well, we kind of got to the wound opening part, but we didn't quite get to the, to the healing part. So um, I've kind of been in a, a little bit of a limbo the last few months um, and trying to find another therapist that was um, as engaged and and as you know, kind of compassionate as, as the other one was. But, but that's kind of how it goes. Like you, uh, a, a lot of times, you know, I, I've heard stories from people where they, they try a therapist and... It just, they were like, I just, just didn't work. I didn't like it. Um, well, you know, maybe that just wasn't your therapist. Like maybe you, you know, maybe therapy is still for you. You just didn't find the right one the first time. Um, I, I think almost nobody does. Like, <laughs> I think, uh, anyone who's, who's found a therapist that works for them, um, it takes them two, three, four, ten, twenty. 20 30 therapists before they find when they really click with and you know that it sucks like <laughs> because you you bear your soul to a, a new person every four to six weeks until you find the right one um and you know but then eventually you do and you start that healing process in in earnest and and honestly like one good thing about going to multiple therapists is you know after the fourth or fifth one um, you get really good at describing your neuroses, like, <laughs> like really good. <laughs> like, like, all right, let me tell you. <laughs> I, we, we, you know, we joked about talking about a type five, but like, 
I know you meant comedy, but I got it down for my like neuroses. Like <laughs> my mental, my emotional trauma is is down to like a tight five. So, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's you know it's definitely been a, a long few months for for me, and and I don't mean to to like be melodramatic or anything. It's not. Um, it's nowhere near like depression. Like that's that's something altogether entirely. Um, you know, people who suffer depression are, um, you know, it's it's not to be taken lightly. So I, I don't want to be um, self-diagnosing or anything like that. It's just um, just feeling that that kind of like I, I'm in the middle of a transitionary uh, state emotionally, and you know, just kind of want to. Um, you know, focus on that for a little while and, and see where it goes. And, you know, I, I think that, you know, for, for my part, the hope is to, you know, kind of work on that and bounce back and, and be, um, you know, be better, like be healthier, you know, mentally and emotionally, and, um, then come back full swing where, you know, hopefully it, you know, it won't happen again instead of, you know, kind of, going week to week and seeing how I feel on that given day. And, you know, I, I think it's, I, I think it's time. And, and I, I hate that, uh, I hate that it has to happen at all, but I, I think it's, I think it's for the best for now. And we, we had sat down and I mean, I've got my own issues. I think everyone is probably <laughs> obviously, obviously aware of that. Um, and I'm not necessarily shy about my own sort of mental health challenges. Um, I'm definitely one for sort of destigmatizing these things. Absolutely. Uh, I'm also a huge believer in better living through pharmacology. Uh, <laughs> I wake up in the morning and I've got a cocktail of pills that, uh, yeah, I mean, it works for me and yeah. it keeps me trucking on. And so that's what I feel is important. Like if I had the beatus. I would take my diabetes medication. Right. But I have the depression, and so I take my depression medication. Right. And Absolutely. and those are sort of the same thing. Like, I'm not going to be embarrassed about taking, you know, a, a medication for a physical ailment. I don't, I don't think people should feel ashamed of taking a medication for, uh, you know, a brain-based ailment that they might have. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, you know, there are a couple times where I'll, I'll have the uh, the somewhat selfish thought of like, boy, I wish I could just pop a pill and and you know my uh, whatever my dopamine stuff would just like work out, like that'd be real cool. Um, but that's honestly that that doesn't exist. Like that no. that's not what those that's not what pills do. Um, they have very specific functions and. Um, sometimes with your mental health and stuff like that, it's just, yeah, you got, you got a decent amount of work to do. You, uh, you ignored your mental health and well being for the first 27, eight years of your life. You got a little catching up to do. So. And it can but, yeah. be insidious. Like, uh, if I don't take my medication, I don't immediately like fall off the planet. It's one of those things where I'm just like, why the fuck am I like this today? I am just in a complete shit mood and I don't know. Oh, oh yeah. Forgot to take my meds this morning. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. I mean, does, does it happen that fast or do you have like a, 
It's for me like I'm on a bunch of well not a bunch of different things anymore. I'm on a couple of things. Um but uh it, it's not you know most of the the types of medications that I'm on so like uh, selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors and and whatnot they take a while to build up in the system and then they take a while to sort of filter out of the system. Right. And that's one of the reasons why it can be relatively insidious. It's not like you like flipping a light switch and suddenly crazy is back or whatever. Right. It's it's just like I didn't take my medication. I felt fine until five PM and then I was, you know, sort of sitting here going, Why am I having really dark thoughts and I just can't get rid of them? It doesn't necessarily seem to be logic. Ah, fuck me. I forgot to take my medication <laughs> this morning, didn't I? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And, um, you know, another thing that, that definitely has kind of taken its mental toll, um, you know, we don't, uh, I don't mean to, to go on too much of a tangent, but, you know, the, <laughs> this this political climate, we, we, we try not to get very political. Like, it, it's not why people listen to us. Like, that's, that's if you want good political commentary, uh, uh, besides just guttural screaming, um, we're probably probably not the best pick um but you know honestly it's it's hard to be funny or lighthearted all the time or, or even some of the times in in the, the way things are going right now um just because people are all so angry like you, you think that it would be better to put more more laughter and stuff in into the world but you know sometimes it's it's not it's not easy um, it can be hard to find that funny place when things aren't funny. Yeah, and you know it. Like I said, I, I don't want to. I don't want to harp on it too much. I, I think. Um, I think we all understand like the the things that are going on that are that are not that are not normal, um, and and they should never be normal. Like um, the the anger and the, the frustration that we feel over this stuff. Like that's you know. Hell, let let that metastasize and and light a fire to 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 do some things inside of everybody. Like that's, um, you, you sh we shouldn't feel okay with what's going on. Um, we should feel, you know, we should be better able to handle it. I guess that's that's really the takeaway. Um, Welcome to our new podcast, The Darkest Timeline. <laughs> Uh, I'm pretty sure that's that's the uh, creative choice that NPR took. They're just like, well, I guess we we didn't write this, but here we are anyway. But yeah, so so definitely the you know my plan and my hope is to you know kind of you know take some time and focus on you know my my mental health and you know mental well being and stuff and and. Uh, emotional resilience and whatnot. I keep keep saying the word resilience, but that's that's a lot of what it is. Um, and uh, and then you know, pick up where we left off. You know, maybe you know, maybe we'll change some things up. You know, we we like uh, the whole you know idea of kaizen and and continuous improvement and stuff like that. So uh, you know, maybe we'll we'll shake some things up and stuff like that. But you know, the plan is definitely to to come back and and hit it. You know, back in in full swing at some point. Yeah, and and I'm not putting a timeline on things, and I'm not saying that anything needs to happen at a particular point. 
I, you know, we sort of sat down, we talked about it. There were a couple of ways that we could have gone with the podcast. We could have brought in like a, a different co-host and let that person run for a while while, you know, Derek was working on, on getting to feel better. But we sort of, we, we came into this thing together and it's definitely our collaboration and that just didn't feel right. And so it, I think we, we decided it felt better to to just go ahead and, and say we're going to take a hiatus and when we're ready to circle back around to work life and balance, then we'll circle back around to work life and balance. Um, for my part, I'm going to still be working on other projects of my own. Um, like with the move to Seattle, that kind of uprooted literally everything about my life. <laughs> like I had built, uh, I, I had built a pretty stable sort of life uh, in Birmingham. And I had things that I did and folks that I hung out with. And I then, you know, took all of that and figuratively and in some cases actually wadded it up and tossed it in the garbage and moved to the other side of the planet. <laughs> and, you know, I used to, I don't know if a lot of people who listen to this know, I used to be an announcer for roller derby in Birmingham. I did that for 10 12 years like long enough that i can't remember when i started right and i did it enough that i didn't realize exactly how much of my identity was sort of wrapped up in in that being a thing that i did until i stopped doing it and retired and like moving to seattle seattle is as far as roller derby goes seattle's very competitive everything is very well laid out and frankly, they don't need me. Like, it's not like I'm going to step in and and they're going to be like, ah, oh, thank God, the announcer from Birmingham, Alabama is here. Right. He can make it better. Like, right. they they have no need for my services. And I don't necessarily see myself getting reintegrated into that particular community whole cloth. Um, I had been doing improv in Birmingham and... Now I'm not doing improv in Birmingham because that'd be a real, real <laughs> difficult a, commute. Yeah, quite a trip. Yeah. <laughs> um, but since I've gotten here, I've been taking classes on voice acting. That's uh, definitely something that I'm interested in doing. So I might start applying my hand to that. I'm trying to double down on writing. Writing is something that I've always wanted to do and which I've never made time for. And I don't want to get to that point where I'm like, but I had time now. <laughs> yeah. So I'm, I'm trying to, you know, revisit that, reignite my passion for writing. And I think that's, that's, that's actually like that. That's one of the things that I, that I coming into this conversation, I, I wanted to touch on um, is that like, you know, one thing about the podcast, it has, it's something that was so terrifying to me. Like, like just the thought of doing this was was super terrifying. Um, not even not even most of the aspects you would think. Like just just the aspect of getting on something and and trying to be funny and uh, not even original. Just just trying to 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 put together words for an hour um, was very terrifying to me. Um, but it is, I mean, without a doubt, the 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 longest running um, creative project that I've ever had. Um, 
I mean, it's about the only creative project that I ever had. I had a, a couple of bands that, that never did anything, like barely practiced, um, you know, didn't, didn't have a whole lot else in the creative department. Um, but then to kind of just go into this full swing and, and give it a shot, um, it's something that I, I'm very, I'm very proud of. Um, and it's kind of, I'm, I'm feeling like it, it definitely has led me to be a little bit more creative in other things too, like music and whatnot. So, um, you know, I'm, you know, I'm glad that it's also having that similar type of, of, of effect on you of, you know, you knew that you had the, the creative bug all along, but you know, maybe you just didn't put a focus on it, but like with, you know, writing and improv and, and all the rest of that, like, um, I mean, that's, that's something that you've talked about before. Like that, that's really where your, where your heart lies in, in stuff like that. Um, so it would be, it'd be cool to see, uh, something on the shelf with Frank Kingsman's name or on the Kindle, whatever. <laughs> I mean, yeah, Nobody more realistically the Kindle, but, uh, right. I, I would definitely like to be in physical book publication. Um, yeah, no, I, it's when, when we sat down to do this, I wanted to make a good podcast. I didn't have any illusions that we were creating a podcast that anybody needed. Um, <laughs> To say that the podcasting space is a little overcrowded, boy howdy! Uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> and it's and it's exploded too. Like it, like we were not the first uh, in the vanguard of the the new wave of podcasting, uh, but it has not let up. Like, oh yeah, <laughs> the, the number of voices uh, out there doing what kind of we're doing is is just there's tons of it. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I feel like our particular format, while not original, I haven't seen a lot of other bad business advice podcasts, you know, right. sort of drawing on the fact that we've both worked in the software industry for over a decade apiece. And, you know, but two white guys sit down and talk about shit for a while <laughs> is definitely um, a little played a, out. Yeah, it's a little played out. Uh, I was at a convention and someone said, uh, there's a new joke. Uh, what do you call five white guys in a basement? Oh no, a podcast! <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, oh, and um, I was like, that cuts deep. It's real for deep. Me. That hurts. <laughs> I feel attacked. I had thought, like, I had given some thought to one of the things that we've never talked about on this particular podcast is that I'm a gigantic fucking nerd, <laughs> and I've played um, RPGs like Dungeons and Dragons and stuff for longer than i want to admit <laughs> and i and i had a moment where i was like you know maybe i'll do one of those actual play D D podcasts and then i started looking around and i realized oh man ev everybody also like everybody got a podcast everybody has a second podcast where they're right. playing D D with their friends like <laughs> so true like i know specifically like six or seven different podcasters that, that I, that I like that have, have spun off, uh, from their regular shows and done, uh, you know, D and D shows as well, or D and D podcasts as well. And it's kind of hard whenever you're considering something like that, it's hard to, to kind of, uh, not compare yourself to, to other podcasts like that, because it's like, you know, okay, what is what is my angle here? Like, am I doing something different? Not really. Um, am you know, are we going to be wittier? 
maybe like like there, you have to find some way to differentiate differentiate yourself um and with those those type of podcasts like it's really it's really easy to make an okay one it's really hard to make a good one yeah and and if i do things like when we set out to make this podcast what i wanted to make was a good podcast right. i wanted to have good content i wanted to have good audio quality I didn't want it to be two guys sitting around like a MacBook microphone <laughs> inside a coffee can. <laughs> yeah, I I just there was enough podcasts out there already at that point and podcasting was enough of a stabilized medium that I could look and go, okay, this is a good podcast and this is a not good podcast. Right. And can I make a good podcast? And I, and I felt like we've done that. Like we, we were able to make a podcast of which I was proud of the audio quality. I have, in the interim, through doing this podcast, become that asshole. I can't watch like a YouTube video anymore without being like, mm, what are they using? Is that a, oh, oh okay, I see. That. That's a weird setup for that microphone. Oh, this guy's audio quality is completely fucked. I cannot <laughs> stomach this. I will not stand for this, sir. I feel like it happened overnight, too. Like, oh, yeah. It, oh, it, yeah, it or, was. Or, or rather, I, I didn't notice it happening. It it, it happened uh, too quickly to notice. And, and I'm the same way. Like, like there's some, like, I forget what show it was, but I was watching, Jessica and I were watching the show, and uh, I the content was good, but they didn't mic properly. Like... <laughs> All they had to do to make a, a home run was just yeah. mic properly, and they didn't. And like, I was like, I can't watch this entire season. This, <laughs> this is dead to me. Yeah, I I can't handle it anymore. And I definitely I feel like an asshole. And and so I looked around and I was like, can if I wanted to make a D and D podcast, I would want to make a good D and D podcast, right? But I recognize that to make a good D and D podcast at this point. I would have to dedicate my life to it. Right. And my money to it. <laughs> and multiple rooms in my home. Like, right. completely dedicated to making a good actual play podcast. And, like, do I want to do that in in the environment as it exists now? Like, I don't, I don't know that there's something else that I would be bringing to the table um, that is that is new and is fresh. I even gave it some thought because like on the other side of things, my family is, is different. And I exist in a lot of queer spaces for the fact that I am not queer myself. Right. And I was like, is there, you know, is there a need for that even? Is there a need for, for so, sort of that to be, to be brought up? Nah, nah. They got uh, Dungeons and Drag Queens. Oh, that's um, amazing. Oh, yeah. No, it's it's real good. I'm like, mm, I guess I guess I'm not needed here. And I'd like to I'd like to be that cis straight white guy that's like, I'm not needed here and I'm not going to inject myself. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that that that's his own nobility in a way uh, of being like, you know what? Uh, there's enough of us here. We have enough representation. Well, yeah, I'm just going to like consume. <laughs> I like that. I like, we'll call it nobility. I was noble <laughs> in my shutting the fuck up and sitting the fuck down. Hey, what, I mean, whatever it takes to, to increase that. I mean, that's, 
What else can we do to make you not talk, Frank? <laughs> oh, God. But, yeah. So I, I, I gave it a lot of thought. It was one of those things that I'd had on the back burner since I moved to Seattle. I was like, I'm moving to Seattle. It's a time for fresh starts. Maybe I will, I will become <laughs> the guy that does this really good D&D podcast or this D&D you know, Twitch channel or this D&D YouTube channel. And so that it's been a little painful to look at this thing that has, that has really been, it's been a part of my life for decades that I didn't realize was something that could be popular. And I had to sit with that for a little while to see this thing that has been a big part of my life that if I had realized I had the chance to have you know, stepped in maybe 10 years ago when I felt it was something that I couldn't do, when people who were, I will admit, braver than I am right, had decided to take the leap and get into the production of it and fail and get back up and fail and get better and are now able to produce, you know, really amazing content like to realize that that ship had kind of sailed and I had missed it um, was definitely kind of something that that stabbed a yeah. little bit. Like I felt, I felt very like depressed about that. I guess not not in a depression way, but in a ah, oh, I I totally missed that boat, and it's not like I can you know if I row real hard in my dinghy. <laughs> I yeah. can catch up to the boat. It's like, no, right. I can row real hard in my dinghy and I have to make a decision that I want to row real hard in my dinghy to try and catch up because that's what I want to do and I love it. Not, you know, not looking at the things that, that other people have been able to do because they've been doing it for a decade where I haven't been doing it. Right. Yeah. And in and, and cases like that, I think, you know, like I say, comparison is the thief of joy because... Um, it's it's a mixture of like you know what could have been and and there's a little bit of like you know of just admiration and and that tied into it too which makes it kind of kind of you know bittersweet to see these these people that that like you said they um a lot of the successful things didn't work out to begin with like it took many times of them like being like okay does anybody want it yet nope okay well we'll uh We'll be back in a couple of years. <laughs> it's just, just you know, starting and failing over and over and again until finally, like, just like those uh, jean shorts that you would not stop wearing, um, they have come back into fashion. And uh, unlike the jean shorts, uh, you didn't stick with the, you know, shoving, <laughs> shoving D and D and RPGs into people's faces. You, I've always been shorts. sexy in these shorts. And only now people are recognizing it, but, um, but no, that, that's tough to kind of see other people do the thing that you, that you really wanted, um, or not necessarily that you really wanted, like, it's not even really like you knew. So it's kind yeah. of, it's like posthumously you, you see something that you didn't know you wanted, you realize you wanted it and realize you didn't know you wanted to, to try and go get it at the time. Like, so it's like that twofold. Is such a weird feeling. Like, to some extent, it would be fine if I had tried and I had failed and others had succeeded where I had not. 
Right. Like, that's a particular feeling. I've had that feeling before. It's not great, but it is what it is. It is it is this looking at a thing that I didn't even have the recognition that it could exist. Right. Like, I had internalized sort of my own... Like nerdy self hate, I guess right. to some Absolutely. extent. I yeah. had internalized it so greatly that I didn't even conceive of these things as being possible. Like and it you didn't wasn't, realize it was happening at the time. Yeah, like, it wasn't within a million years that I would have thought of it, and it was only when other people were like, "Hey, Frank, you should look at this," that I'm like, "Oh, <laughs> fuck, that's that's really cool." You didn't know because I don't talk about it a lot. But I've been playing D&D for decades upon decades now. And for it to be something that, like, people are making really enormous sums of money off of um, and making TV shows and, you know, like, famous actors are all getting together to play D&D in each other's rich Beverly Hills basements. And right. I'm just like, okay. Uh, Part of me is like, all right, that's cool. I love that. I love that a lot. And then, yeah, also another part of me, because I, I'm filled with darkness, is like, we want that, my precious. <laughs> why, why can't it be me? Uh, uh, at the end of the day, it's still still great that it's happening, because, you know, uh, I guess it depends on how long it lasts. Like, uh, if it's... If it lasts just long enough for to, to hook a bunch of people onto the whole D and D bandwagon, only to drive it back into the underground, that'll be that'll be a kick in the nuts. Oh uh, yeah, <laughs> I don't think they can put the genie back in the bottle. Like I I think it's going it's it's not exactly popular popular, but it's popular enough, right? And I think it's going to remain popular, um, and I think it's going to remain something like the to some extent with. You know, it's it's sort of the coming of age of all the tech stuff. Like the nerds have really inherited the earth to some extent, and now <laughs> absolutely nerdy bullshit that would have gotten you beat up and stuffed in a locker in 1984 is the kind of stuff that makes you a bestseller. Because uh, the guys from uh, my brother, my brother and me, who did the Adventure Zone, also did a comic book of the Adventure <laughs> Zone, which was then like a nationwide bestseller. And I'm just kind of sitting over here in my basement like, <laughs> fuck! Because <laughs> not only did they do uh, a comedy podcast, they did a, a, a comedy D&D podcast, and they wrote a fucking book. <laughs> like a triple play on old Frank Eastman. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I might as well just crawl back into this hole and pull the dirt in over me. I'm done. We're cooked. Uh, but no, there's there's still life left in you. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to keep trucking on. Um I've I've going to put together my uh, like a website where I will put links to the things that I'm doing. Uh imaginatively titled it is www.frankeastman.com. Can I say how disappointing it is that that you have a name that is so uncommon uh, that you're able to get your actual URL? Oh like, yeah, no, it's great. I love it. it. Yeah, that's one of the few things I've enjoyed throughout uh, <laughs> throughout the digital revolution is that not a lot of people had my name, and I was able to jump on getting my my domain names. And it was forethought, Derek. It was forethought. <laughs> I have been sitting on several domain names for years now. Wow. 
waiting for my glow up. <laughs> well, there, there you go. Uh, but I've decided that's never going to happen, so I might as well put together a shitty little website. <laughs> you know that that's that's commendable too. Um, knowing knowing how close to the sun you can really fly before your your particular set of wings melts. Um, no, and and you know, speaking of website and stuff like that, um, you know, uh, a, regardless of whether. You know, like I said, we we intend for the hiatus to be you know, somewhat short lived. Don't want to put a time limit on it, but um, we expect to 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 come back at at some point. Um, but even if worse comes to worse, and we decide that that it's that it's done with. Um, I I plan on paying the bill for uh, for hosting and the the site for uh, quite a while to come. So um, don't don't expect your favorite episodes of our uh, dick and poo poo jokes <laughs> to to go away anytime soon. Our um, work-based bathroom humor will live on in infamy. Right. <laughs> I mean, wouldn't it be funny if, like, uh, if the the aliens in you know two thousand years, three thousand years after the 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 Earth has has heated to 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 super hot, killed all life forms, and then cooled once again uh, when the aliens visit us and unearth uh, <laughs> the, the records of our podcast and what, what will they think? What will That's they think? why I'm going to go ahead now, Derek, and take our entire back catalog and have it burned on to solid gold media <laughs> so that it will stand the test of time. Everything else may have decayed and fallen away, but recordings of our bathroom humor podcast will remain forever. Uh, I mean, what what better legacy could we leave? To be honest, I mean, I mean, a, a habitable planet, but right. that doesn't seem like <laughs> it's very likely. Yeah, that's that's oh, that's slim. <laughs> yeah, we're fucked. Like, uh, <laughs> uh yeah. But um, stay stay subscribed. We're not, you know, we're not turning off the feed. We're not shutting down the website. We're gonna go on hiatus. And if you're still subscribed, then when we begin releasing episodes, I'm sure we'll release like a, hey, guess what, teaser, you know, and then we're not we're not going to post a lot of bullshit to it either. So if you see something <laughs> from us, it will be because we know we're going to be back. We're not right. going to like, exactly. hey, we're starting it. Oh, never mind. We're quitting again. We're starting it. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. Yeah. N- none yeah. of that. It- it'll be it'll be for sure. So. Like I said, we we intend this really short lived, but either way, you know, to all the people that have listened, um, thank you so much. Uh, you know, we've interacted with a lot of you, and um, a lot of you sent in questions that that led to a lot of uh, really nice laughter and fun times. And you know, we we literally couldn't have done that without you know you guys pitching in and and sending some stuff that you didn't have to send. Um, a couple of them maybe we wish you hadn't. <laughs> But that's, <laughs> that's neither neither here nor there. Um, but thank you so much for for listening so far, and you know, um, you know here's to the next thing or, or the the next chapter. So that'll be uh, that'll be exciting, and I, I hope that um, those of you that that have enjoyed it will um, I don't know. You could you know, shoot us a, an email every now and then, just to um, if you have any other 
I mean, if you if you come up with funny stories between now and then, still feel free to send them to questions at WLICast.com. We'll still have the, the mailbox and still uh, send stuff to us. So um, and then and we're, we're still going to get it like I'll check the email. So, so at the very least, uh, you got that. But, uh, but yeah, thank you very much. Yeah. All right. You want to do it for the for now? Let's punch the clock. This has been the Work Life and Balance podcast. I'm Frank Eastman. I'm Derek Lewis. And with that, I think we're going to have to transfer you. Man, you know, I had like a really good daily stand up too. <laughs> don't don't you pull that shit on me, Frank. Don't you Don't you make me feel guilty for doing it now? The problem is it's not going to be timely later. <laughs> Get this, there was a motherfucker in New Zealand who was getting laid off, and so he brought an emotional support clown. (laughs) 